Yeah. And you say Shy City. Shy City. Shy City. I'm coming home again. So, do you yo, think about it? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitch Kaminsky. And I'm Marshall McAluso. And here we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot, who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it. The NFL has been fantastic this year. Been a lot of parity throughout the league. Games have been fantastic. And it's bigger than ever. Each year the ratings seem to get higher and higher. But last Friday, the NFL's ugly side reared its ugly head and it had nothing to do with blown coverage or any play on the field. Underneath the surface, the NFL has some major problems that was exposed or shed light on, you could say, last Friday as TMZ published a video of Kareem Hunt hitting a woman. Now, this isn't the first time this happened. TMZ also published the Ray Rice incident, which he, like, which uh, brings up a very good question. How does TMZ, some shoddy journalism network, maybe you can even call it that, it's not even real journalism, some shoddy network trying to get clickbait and hot takes, how do they get their hands on these videos before one of the most powerful companies in the world, the NFL? They always seem to get their hands on it, and the NFL cannot. That's the first issue. The second issue is, once again, that there is a big domestic violence issue in the NFL. Ray Rice obviously hitting his girlfriend. The thing we just saw with Kareem Hunt, where not only did he, he push someone into her, it wasn't as bad as the Ray Rice one, but still, he pushed another guy into her and kicked her when she was on the ground. It is not a good look. Then the interview process when they did this, because they tried to overcorrect his mistakes, they didn't even interview Kareem Hunt after they suspended him. After he was released and they suspended him, they did not interview him. While he shouldn't have done it, you have to at least get both sides. Like, if you get bitten by a rattlesnake, you should at least be asking some questions for it. Like, well, were you fucking with it? Did you poke it with a stick? You gotta at least ask the guy questions to get his side of the story. And as it turned out, the girl in question that it happened to called him the N-word, so that's how this whole thing started. Now, I'm not saying he should have hit her. Definitely in the wrong there, and he deserved to get released and suspended. But you have to at least interview the guy before you start taking action. So that's another problem. The Chiefs who relief them, which, like I said, is the right thing to do, but don't look too morally on them. They, they can't be up on their high horse because they still have a man that beat his pregnant girlfriend, Tyree Kill, and he is still on the team. And Reuben Foster, who also got released, he got released by the 49ers, the linebacker, he got picked up by the Redskins, and he got released for domestic violence. Meanwhile... Ruben Foster gets signed, but Colin Kaepernick is still out of the league. Now think about that. The reason he's out of the league is because a man kneeling in protest for a song protesting uh, black men being murdered like animals in the streets is unworthy to play this league. But a man who hits a woman is not worthy. Making grown men wear the most feminine color possible for one month when the NFL has them wear their pink crap in October ain't fooling old Mitch that they care about women. It's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. I, I, I completely agree with that. You know, some would say Kaepernick uh, beat a woman instead of kneeling for the national anthem. Maybe he would still be in this league. But now we're going to run into our NFL weekly. On a side note, sorry, we had some technical difficulties, including some busy schedules. This is our final week's coming up. That's right. We're not professionals yet. We're still in college. Uh, so there was no uh, dorm dispute number five, but we did drop. Uh, we had the opening and closing rants. Which were I, they were pretty good. Uh, so we threw those together. It's about ten minutes long. Uh, threw it on the website. It'll be, it should be on Spotify as well. So you can go check that out. Get right into the NFL weekly though. We had a Thursday night shocker. Yeah, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Uh, 
I hate it. But, you know, they got the dub, 13-10. to 10. Saints uh, came into Dallas. The offense uh, didn't produce very much. Yeah, they sputtered. They, they definitely sputtered. Ezekiel only had a passing touchdown. Uh, and that's where, uh, I, I mean, I honestly, a lot of people make this about, I, I, don't think this is, I don't think this is about the Saints. Every team has that clunker. It happens, you know. It's so Thursday night in Dallas. That's yeah. a tough place to play. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to travel there. The surprising thing about this game is not even, like, the Cowboys won, which is surprising, playing the best game <laughs> in the NFL. But the score, 13-10. to 10. If you would have yeah. told me it was 13-10 going it, like, if the Cowboys winning, all right, it's a little far, like, but, like, you know, it could happen. They're it's the NFL. Terrible. Like, they're, they're at home Thursday night, prime time. But 13-10, to 10, that defense played lights out. This is one of the top defenses in the NFL. Man, yeah, I can go one step through Further, I think Leighton Vanderesh might be the best linebacker in the NFL, middle linebacker. He's like Brian Urlacher. He comes from a school like Brian Urlacher, which no, not a whole lot of people heard of. He came from Boise State, so not a big-name school. You never Boise watched State, him play. Man. Never watched him play in college. But this man, he's got speed. He's all over the field. Their tackling is tremendous. They never gave any second-chance uh, efforts. Uh, first guy was always wrapping them up. This defense is for real. Uh, then going back to the Sunday games, the Giants – Upset the Bears in overtime, thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, as Chase Daniels got his second start, uh, put a put a good comeback together. They scored ten points, getting an off onside kick in the last you know minute and a half of that game. Yeah, but Odell, Odell babied it. Yeah, you see that? Not want yeah. to dive after it. It, it, looked, it. it looked a lot like when Cam Newton didn't go for that fumble. He didn't want to mess up his Super hair. Bowl. He didn't yeah, want to mess, want to mess up. up. It was the main a business decision. After. They're a losing team. He doesn't want to get hurt. But regardless, of that you know the Bears. And I've, I've, I said it before, off, off, not on the podcast, I said the Bears defense is overrated. My, my good friend here said I was being stupid, but I'll tell you what, they're not, they don't, they did not look good in this game. I don't think it's necessarily stupid, and I still think they're very good. They're definitely top 10, maybe top 5 defense in the NFL, but you might be honest with them, they're a little overrated. Fourth yeah. quarter, they do a horrible job of closing they games, and they get games. gas. Yeah, um, they, they, I, they, I will say the one thing, like their, their, their thing is the turnovers. With the pick sixes and uh, all that. Because, like, yeah, they did give them seven points with the pick six, and then there's three in overtime with their gas. So they kept them in it long enough. But to that game was that was an interesting game, to say the least. Uh, Odell, well, it looked like it was over when uh, Taylor Gabriel fumbled. Uh, Giants got the ball back. Then somehow, Bears recovered the onside after kicking the field goal. They marched on, and they scored on that crazy trick play. Uh, Chicago yeah, special, Tyreek Cole scores a touchdown. And then in overtime, Chase Daniel had a chance to win it, and then he fumbles three times. But then all three fumbles, somehow the offense recovered all of them. It was, uh, it was a crazy game. That was a crazy game. That was a very entertaining one. A not-so-entertaining game. A weird game. The Jag- I thought this was pretty entertaining. Oh, no, yeah, I know you like those defensive games. 6 nothing. Jaguars beat the Colts at home, which uh, Andrew Luck... He didn't play very great. He had around 200 yards and pick, no touchdowns. And it was funny, too, after the Thursday night game, I was like, oh, this is Andrew Luck's chance. Because I've been harping on this for weeks. I think I, it goes Drew Brees, Andrew Luck close second for the NBA, and then after that, who cares? Yep. I thought this, especially after that horrible game uh, Drew Brees played on Thursday night, this is Andrew Luck's chance to gain some ground on Drew Brees, maybe like come even, make, make some more noise in the MVP conversation. And uh, he kind of laid an egg there. He, uh, he literally laid, well, not literally, but he did lay an egg on the score sheet. Uh, hey, goose egg, yeah. Yeah, goose egg. Uh, which, you know, you don't see a lot of those, especially with, you don't see a lot of offenses shut out. Like, you got to score some points, no matter how bad you are. You usually get points. Especially in today's NFL. Yeah. All the rules are geared toward you. Yeah, and to see that, especially with Andrew Luck, I mean, he's got all those, uh, 
He's got all those uh, games with three touchdowns. First shutout of his career, too. Yeah, I, I will say the game ended because uh, he Andrew Luck threw a pass around the, like, around the 30-yard line, and a guy got tackled. It really looked out of bounds. Uh, but the ref called it inbounds. Clock, 3-2-1, zeros on the clock. Colts lose. Uh, speaking of that, so that, that, that really hurts their playoff chances. Is now, they're now 6-6. Six and six. Another 6-6 six and six team, Broncos being the Bengals, and it was a pretty uh, uneventful game, 24-10. to uh, But they, that keeps them in the race. They're still, uh, uh, like we were saying before, 500. And then the Ravens uh, beat the Falcons. So 16-26, that, that kind of puts Ravens are in the top spot for the second wild card, with the Broncos and the Colts jockeying for position behind them. This is going to get really interesting toward the end of the year, especially with the Broncos with an easy schedule. The Ravens definitely, the pressure's on them really to, to keep their spot in the playoffs. Ravens are playing good, though. They've won three in a row with uh, yeah. Lamar Jackson at the helm, and I think a lot of it is because young quarterback, they don't have a whole lot of film on him. He's very unpredictable because he's, like, sporadic and running all over the place. Yeah. It's kind of like RG3's rookie year. The running quarterback thing usually doesn't last that long once they get some more film yeah. on him. But he's playing pretty good. Defense for the Ravens is also... Uh, above average. Yeah, they it's, can a, keep it's them, a great defense. They can keep them in some playoff games. Uh, and like you said, with the uh, the, the uh, Broncos, very easy He's schedule. Gonna, yeah, There's no reason why they couldn't finish 9-7 and seven and then be right in the thick of things. Yeah. They need a little bit of help, but I think they, they, they're capable of winning a playoff game yeah. if they snuck in. They're playing the Niners, and they're playing the Browns in a primetime game, which I don't know who came them that. They get flexed. <laughs> yeah. Not Baker Mayfield, though. He dressed yeah, yeah, flexed The Broncos are, I don't know. If they beat the Niners, they'll be. Seven and six, which is uh, it's not, not the worst. Uh, and then Steelers beat, or the loss to Chargers, 33-30. won't talk about this because we're getting into that later. Uh, that was a crazy game. That was a crazy game. I yeah, love we'll, that game. We'll, we'll talk about that one in the uh, hot topics. And then the uh, Eagles beat the beat the Redskins 28-13 uh, to 13 as the Cole McCoy broke his leg. Uh, good old Mark Sanchez came in the game. I tell you, Mark Sanchez handing it to Adrian Peterson. Like a touchdown, like what year was it? Exactly. Like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, you can you could have seen we we tweeted about it. Follow us at podcast drd. That's a shameless plug right there. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Hey, it is our podcast. We can say whatever we want to say. Well, supposedly, as Mitch is dropping expletives in his yeah, opening rants. Oh, I'm very good. passionate. Folks. Yeah, you I'm know sorry. what? He, he's a passionate. I shouldn't guy. say those awful words. I'm going <laughs> ah, this PC culture. Yeah, it's not like we got any listeners, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots. Beat the Vikings twenty four to ten, and it was one of our. It's a good game. Uh, they just showed, you know, Patriots. They're very good. Vikings are kind of good. I talked about this a couple podcasts ago too, but like if you watch the Patriots, and this is more Tom Brady, but the whole thing could go for the Patriots. If you watch a game from them like ten years ago, it's almost like the same. Yeah, the same. It's ridiculous. It was almost boring at like how like to a point, but um, they're so efficient. And this yeah. is a team I didn't have in my top five for the Super Bowl thing a couple weeks ago. I de- I think they definitely should. The road still does go through New England to get the Super Bowl. Yep. This team is so darn efficient. It's ridiculous. Yep. They just showed it right there. Yeah, it's you a showed, very good you showed team. Tom Brady just doing all these like dump offs and like these easy like like plays. I, I saw a video on Twitter that was kind of making fun of him because he was just like throwing dump offs, like these short passes. Uh, he's got open receivers and like look like you can knock Brady all you want, but when you got like play calling that's just like working uh, to the best effect and he's just got to do what he's got to do like i can't fault him for that they're winning games the other entertaining thing that did come out of this i don't know if you saw the clip of adam thielen and bill belichick getting oh, a little spat in the sideline i don't know what thielen's complaining about he wasn't even in the play like it was a run play and he came out of nowhere yeah. all of a sudden he's arguing i don't know what he's arguing about. Belichick's why. just trying to challenge him belichick loves wide receivers i don't know why he was 
He'd be going after a short him. white guy like that. Exactly. Right in their system. Belichick, get for him. You told him to f off. <laughs> Uh, so I'm probably restrained from saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, good job. I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm, so I'm proud go, of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to the NBA. Fred Hoiberg, co- coach of the uh, Chicago Bulls, got fired. It's been a long time coming. Is they're terrible? They're not getting any better. Yeah, I didn't think he was a great hire to begin with coming out of there. But it's a weird time to fire him yeah. because they got one of the youngest rosters in the NBA, and they were not healthy. Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and Lori Markkinen, who were kind of like the core pieces there, and then they added Jabari Parker. But those big three, they hadn't played a game together yet this year. So like it was kind of a weird time to fire them. Um, uh, Bobby Portis got injured. Denzel Valentine got injured. So they had a lot of injuries to deal with, so I thought it was kind of a weird time to fire them. But first game under the uh, interim head coach, uh, Boyden, uh, they did look decent against the Pacers. There's a lot more energy going out there. So we'll see how that works out. I will say that firing was kind of like Hugh Jackson, where it's like you've always been terrible, and you kind of knew that yeah. you were terrible, and now like you're actually like because the Bulls they're kind of looking up. They have a very mm-hmm. young team. They do. They got they, some, they talent, got some talent. talent. Zach Levine's a good piece. To yeah, yeah. Up. So like you, you know, like it's not going to be this year. It's not going to be next year. But like it'll it'll come. But with like firing him now, like it just make a whole lot of sense. I actually love that comparison too because similar to Hugh Jackson, and this is around uh, the NBA. Not a whole lot of guys in the locker room really respected him. Yeah. Not really listening to his play calls. Same with Hugh Jackson. Guys in the front of the locker room, as you have all reports afterwards, didn't really respect him that much. So yeah. it's the same thing with kind of Fred Hoiberg. And now we're going to the, uh, we have a quote from Kevin Durant. So he said, NBA, yeah, soap, so, soap, op- uh, so soap opera, We gotta love the drama. Uh, he says, so much hype comes from being around LeBron from other people. Uh, he has so many fanboys in the media. Even the beat writers just fawn over him. I'm like, we're playing basketball here. It's not about uh, basketball at certain points. Uh, so I so I get why anyone wouldn't want to be in that environment because it's toxic, especially with all the attention BS, attention fluff. So he says that. We said saw attention these... bullshit. you got to read the quote correct. Big oh, J journalism God. here. <laughs> it's it's blurted <laughs> out in the quote, though. I can't say that. Hey, but it's a quote. we got to so, quote the man count. correctly. doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking of quoting the man correctly, you know that 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 quote right there, it uh, doesn't look so. He looks like he's kind of just taking shots at LeBron. He's like, it it's does. toxic culture, and we saw you saw this was a, a Bleach Report special that a lot of other like journalists, um, uh, kind of like I took take from. This at FS1 yeah, loves yeah, exactly. So they're like, oh, Kevin Durant's taking shots at LeBron and like and all this shit. But uh, later he says it's not LeBron's fault at all. It's just the fact that you have so many groupies in the media love to hang on every word. Just to get out of the way, just get out of the way and let us play basketball. So honestly, I think this is like this isn't even about LeBron. It's more of a media thing. Yeah, it's about like culture. But of course, it gets spinned into like toxic yeah. LeBron playing with LeBron. Yeah, like oh Kevin Durant, he's gonna lead the Warriors, but he's not going to the Lakers because he thinks it's toxic. Which no. I still don't think he's going to the Lakers. Yeah, but yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's like you gotta gotta have some respect for KD uh, at this point, especially with with LeBron. Like, look, they're two these two they're these two superstars. They're not taking shots at each other. I mean, obviously, with Kevin Durant, we got to like the burner phone memes and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, people just like, especially especially NBA Twitter, where it's just like people, they take shots at people, they throw shade. Uh, this, is just a, this is just Kevin Durant speaking on that. I will say, too, though, you can't really talk about fanboys in the media when this guy has a ton of fanboys. In Oklahoma City, there was a negative, when he was still playing there, there was a negative paper written about him, an article in the newspaper, and he had it taken out the next day because yeah. he didn't like it. So you can't talk about fanboys in the media. He's yeah. plenty of fanboys himself, and he's not perfect either with all of his burner accounts and all that <laughs> crap. So. Well, there's 
there's a little bit uh, some some fun basketball news, some more serious stuff. So Markel Fultz, uh, we're gonna talk about him earlier in uh, other episodes, but we didn't decide not to. There were just reports, you know, like his stupid free throw, whatever, and he just like hasn't he hasn't been. It seemed like like a confidence thing. Uh, they just kind of lost confidence, and then they were like, "Oh, he's injured." Uh, in which that it really, from the outside looking in, it really looks like one of those. Oh, you're playing bad, so you're just gonna say, yeah, "Yo, I'm it. injured." Yeah, okay, like that's why I'm playing bad. Like maybe that's why he has like this bobbled free throw attempt. But then it come it came out recently that Fultz has thoracic outlet syndrome or uh, TOS, which is like a it, it's in his right shoulder, yeah, uh, like his arm, trouble, it's, yeah. it's nerve issues. Uh, we don't get paid to t- talk about yeah, those medical doctor. terms. That's too complicated. Yeah, we're sports accommodators. What do we care? Uh, but the the big news here is that the Sixers could be liable because they basically like said like, oh, you're not injured, you're fine. Then he saw a specialist, and it turns out he is injured. So you can talk about that a little bit. That, that doesn't look great for this relationship here. No, it doesn't. As of right now, he's not going to sue him uh, or anything. But they would be held liable in the court of law, apparently, if they did pursue legal action. Because yeah. apparently, like, yeah, like the 76ers doctors said it was fine. Kept, shoulder kept hurting him throughout the year. He, sec- he uh, got a second opinion, and, yeah, it turned out to be that. But that shoulder, shoulder for the 76ers has really been bad luck for this franchise. First off, their number one overall pick been a bust because of that shoulder yeah. now he's injured again so they have more time they, they're paying him and they sit on the sidelines they haven't got their money's worth and that's the same shoulder that joel Embiid ran into that broke his face yeah and he missed a bunch of time last year so yeah it is so. interesting i will say though that like the sixers are a very good team i mean you got simmons and b and now jimmy butler and this kind of distraction they just kind of don't need this right now no. as they're chasing the playoffs so it'll be interesting to see if they maybe part ways as uh there were some reports of that maybe being in the talks, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely be talking about the Sixers uh, more down the road. Going to some soccer news, not yes. a lot, of, not a lot of scores here, but the Wolves, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Wanderers, they beat Chelsea in an upset, uh, two to one. The Wanderers, the Wanderers. It's a stupid name. It's cool. It's cool. Well, people call them the it's like Wolverhampton Wolves. Oh, it's like cool. a nickname? Yeah, it's Wanderers? like a nickname. Oh, okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, it's kind of like... It's, I, mean, I thought it was like making fun of different. homeless people. What? The Wanderers. <laughs> that's terrible. I forgot about See, the Wolves. Mitchell doesn't <laughs> understand soccer. I don't. I'm uncultured. Yeah, exactly. You got you to gotta learn about all the sports you're going to make it in today's age. That's which... the first thing that popped my... The Wanderers. <laughs> no. Homeless people. Yeah, they're Wanderers. Yeah, well, like we're, sports, we're sports com majors. We're going to know a thing or two about being homeless soon Man, enough. That's true. <laughs> Uh, and then there's Man U, Man United, uh, Arsenal. It was a crazy game, uh, two to two, as Jesse Lingard uh, scored the game tying goal, which also won me my fantasy Premier League game. Hey, Jesse, you're so fine. Is it doing? Yeah, never mind. I don't know what Mitch just said. It was probably dumb. Different song. <laughs> hey, Jesse. Is that the right? No. No, Jesse's girl. I want to. Uh, Jesse's girl. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's another song though. Hey, Jesse, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blew my mind. Oh, Ricky. Never mind. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. He's interrupting. He just... Whenever we talk soccer, this podcast goes off the rails. <laughs> talking about homeless people. I'm sorry, Ricky. I shortchanged oh, you. Oh, my goodness. But Gave yeah. the wrong song. Manchester United 2-2 Arsenal. And with neither of his team was very good. Jesse for having Mac win his Premier League. Yeah, Not yeah. So I'm, I'm undefeated. Jesse Lingard, thank you. I'm undefeated in my fantasy Premier League team. Uh, so, yeah, that's... It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But City's still going to win the week, so I don't even know why I'm talking about this. Arsenal's got nice uniforms, by the way. They do. They, they, got, do. they got a cannon on them. All right. They're Anyways, not making fun of homeless people. Hey, you, you can actually like, talk about something you know now. Go, go college football. 
I think I was doing pretty good for the soccer no, no, not really, but <laughs> all right. Sorry, all you soccer fans. All right, college football now. The unpaid athletes. Uh, Pac-12 championship. Washington beat Utah 10-3, to and they earned themselves a nice little trip to the Rose Bowl. Uh, NIU won the MAC conference in a thrilling 30-20. Yeah, action. Shout out to Scotty B. Thrilling 39-20 victory over Buff- Buffalo, and uh, with that victory, they go to the Who the Hell Cares Bowl because it's the MAC conference. Aww. I don't even know who they play. Oh, yeah, action's not that important. It's like glorified D2, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Ohio State, they beat Northwestern 45-24, which doesn't sound like a close story, but Northwestern, I give them a lot of credit. They really hung in there for the first time being yeah. on that big stage. They, they, they put up a good fight. But uh, Ohio State prevailed. They won the Big Ten Championship. Uh, and But uh, afterwards, they didn't make the playoff. They're going to the Rose Bowl to play Washington. Uh, it's the second year the Big Ten has not made the, um, the the college football playoffs, so kind of interesting there. And other breaking news, Urban Meyer is going to retire after the Rose Bowl, and he's one of the best college football coaches in history. Um, I think you got to go Nick Saban's up there, Tom Osborne for Nebraska up there, um, Bear Bryant, I guess, if you're an Alabama homer. But he's got to be right up there. He went he, yeah. at Utah, turned the program around, Bowling Green turned the program around there. Uh, Florida won national championships, and then Ohio State also won national championships. He's done a tremendous job. Hey, you job. know, shout out to Urban Meyer for actually uh, informing his superiors of something for once. Yeah, uh, yeah good time. for him. Honestly, good this is him. a great time to retire too. With that, he you know, and yeah, like, so he picked these stuff. There's toxic. There's the health issues. Uh, he's got um, uh, like brain stress. injuries. Yeah, yeah. stress. Uh, yeah. Um, so he's got like stress related issues. So it's for for his health. But there is talks that like after, he's definitely going to be taking a year off to recover. But they uh, they haven't ruled out him coming back. Um, so they just need to keep keep an eye out on that. He might get another job. Um, Oklahoma, they got revenge on Texas in a 39-27 victory in their championship game, and that earned them the fourth spot in the playoffs. Uh, Kyler Murley had played another fantastic game right mm-hmm. up there in the Heisman competition, and that is because Alabama, in their game, uh, Tua Tuga Viola, who was one of the other leaders, he got injured with an ankle injury, but Bama won 35-28 over Georgia in a game Georgia was up uh, 21-7. At one point, and they were in full control of that game. But Jalen Hurts, who could have transferred, he let it come back. Nice job, rushed in for, ran through a touchdown, uh, ran in for a tying touchdown, or a game, uh, the go ahead touchdown, and they got a 35 28 win. So the college football playoff looks like this it will be Alabama playing Oklahoma. It'll be interesting to see how Oklahoma's offense uh, matches up against that defense for Alabama, but I think Alabama's probably going to kick the crap out of them yep. in the end because their so offense is right. pretty good and uh, Oklahoma's not. And then the 2-3 game will also be interesting. Notre Dame, because they're not affiliated with the conference, they didn't have a championship game, uh, they, but they're undefeated, so they got a 3-3 game against um, Clemson, who beat Pittsburgh 42-10, to I believe, and their game yeah, wasn't close. Sorry, Jane Kanker. Yeah, right. But... Uh, Clemson will be playing them. That should be a very good game. I think very evenly matched. Two good uh, defenses, mediocre offenses for both sides. So that'll be an interesting game yep. to watch. And that's all we got for college football this week. And now, I don't know if you've you felt it, but the stove for the MLB is heating up a little bit. It's getting uh, toasty. It's getting toasty. So uh, uh, Robinson Cano and uh, Diaz were traded to the Mets uh, from the Mariners. Uh, They're traded for Jay Bruce. Anthony Swarzak and Gerson Batista. Prospect. Yes, yeah, so that'll, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Diaz um, led the league in saves last year. Yeah. Lights out closer. Cano coming off that suspension yeah. uh, for the PD, so that'll be interesting because he's pretty old, but that's going all in. So yeah. I don't know if it makes some contenders yet. I still think the oh. roster, if you look around, is garbage. they got a lot of holes, and adding a veteran or aging uh, Robinson Cano doesn't necessarily help. 
the bullpen was terrible last year, and uh, Diaz is definitely a big upgrade because he's a premier closer. You no, know, we, we talked about uh, oh, their, their pitcher, the ace pitcher that I did my rant on. Oh, Jacob DeGrom? Yeah, Jake DeGrom. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> talked about him. Maybe he can uh, Now again, he's got a little hope. Win, There's like, some hope for him. More than... You know, like 30 games. Speaking of like the Mariners, that. another trade with the Mariners, with the White Sox. Uh, yeah, speaking of trash teams, the White Sox tendered uh, Avi, Avi Garcia and Matt That's Davis. Trade. We'll talk about <laughs> the trade. Omar, well, well Mariners, because they're doing a fire sale, they trade another reliever, Alex Colon, yeah. for uh, Omar Narvaez. Big well, I just pitcher. want to talk about Yeah, you go teams. ahead. Yeah, right, go I just ahead. want to make fun of the White Sox. Now, you know what? They tendered Avi the Garcia and uh, Matt Davidson, so those guys are uh, gonzo. See where they ended up. Speaking of which, Cubs tendered, uh, they, they, well, they non-tendered those two. And then the Cubs did tender Addison Russell, which as a Cubs fan, I don't even want to talk about. So I don't like Addison Russell. Man. Don't even want him on the team. Fit in the NFL very nicely. Yeah, he would fit in the NFL. Yeah, but at least he's not disrespecting the troops. The, the White Sox moves are interesting, though. Talmay is a he, he is in the in the past five years. He was he led the league in saves two years ago with Tampa Bay. And then yeah. since he moved to the Mariners, they had Diaz, so obviously it wasn't closer. But premier setup, man. Numbers are actually better than the year he's an all-star because he's an all-star in 20, um, 2017 with Tampa Bay. Numbers are better. ERA was lower, so that's a nice acquisition for him in the bullpen. For Omar Narvaez, though, for he was one of the better offensive catchers, which isn't saying, or one of the bright spots in the offense for the White Sox, which isn't saying much because their offense was kind of trash. Yep. Lost 100 games. And then they got rid of Avi. Well, you know what? I don't know. Cubs could pick him up. Yeah. Salary player. And uh, Matt Davidson, who was... He was a better pitcher than a hitter this yeah. year, honestly. Yeah. That was a highlight for him. Maybe uh, a triple A be a pitcher. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, the Nats guy, Nat signed James Corbin, which I believe was a six-year deal. Patrick Corbin? Or Patrick Corbin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, six years. Yeah, that's a long time. Big bidding war for that one. That was yeah. crazy when that was going down. Yeah. There's talks that Phillies were going to get him. Five-year deal. Nationals came swooping in. Six-year yeah. deal. Which, like... Yeah, what do you like? What do you think I don't. That? I don't understand it. To be totally honest, they're because they're they're not good, especially without Bryce Harper. They weren't good last year. Well, they weren't they weren't terrible. Well, they weren't. Yeah, they yeah, were, they really were like the not head. they were mediocre at best. And now they lost Bryce Harper, like their only source of relevancy. They're getting this old pitcher who's past. Well, he's not necessarily old, but he's definitely past his prime. And he's coming off a of time. He had a Tommy John surgery since his one. He had one career year. He's coming off a of Tommy John surgery. And I'm with you. I initially thought it was just like a desperate thing to like try to stay relevant. Harper leaving, but looking at the rotation. With Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, they got the best. They got the best rotation in baseball as of, as of today. That's the best starting rotation in baseball right now. It's a big three. Can you name one deeper? Right, 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 the, Cubs, the Cubs have. They they can make a statement for it. On paper, Lester, Hendricks, Scherzer's uh, better than Connor, all of them. Strasburg, Darvish, and uh, Darvish. <laughs> he was fantastic two years ago. Darvish. Last year he got injured. Postseason, postseason says otherwise. That guy's yeah. a psychological mess. No, you see him not. in the Cubs, like, the Cubs fans hate me. And he was having, like, issues with that because well, the fans, like, booed him. He's well, like, yeah, I win a game or maybe play a game. And then they won't boo you. can't the guy for getting injured. Yeah, he was out for a while. Yeah, because he got injured. He's he broke a, a bone in his arm. I don't like that signing when it happened. He choked in the playoffs. No, didn't win cares. a big game. They totally overpaid him. Oh, he didn't. They had the money to spend. Cards got uh, Paul Goldschmidt for Luke Weaver. Uh, catcher Carson Kelly and Andy Young and a round B 2019 draft pick. Well, so moved by the Cardinals. They gave up a whole lot of nothing for him. They were close last year. With, uh, they were they were right in the thick of things last year. 
that's a great price to pay for a one-year rental and one of the best first basemen in baseball. Besides Jose Abreu, of course. Oh, but. Yeah, okay. 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 Who's a, okay, let's name, name we're, some first we're baseman better than Jose Abreu. Rizzo. Uh, you got one. <laughs> well, that's one. Uh, we're going on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Is he a rookie of the year? Oh, you know who is, though? You know who is the rookie of the year? We'll talk about it later. But first, we got who's hot and who's not, sponsored by Ted Keating and Cooling. Jose uh, Abreu is a rookie of the year. No one cares. Ted Keating and Cooling is pretty hot in my room because my hand is broken. Uh, it's going too much because I got it from Ted, Ted Keating, Keating and Cooling. Yeah. Uh, so that was I'm going nice to. That was uh, a. Transition? What? Sink. Uh, I'm an idiot today. Don't listen to me. He can't Continue. talk. I can't talk. He can't talk. Don't worry about it. I run this podcast anyways. Uh, okay. Hot. Hot this week. I'm a Atlanta Hawks fan. the drink. I'm like. All right. You're trying to talk. It's <laughs> not working. You're trying to talk. It's not working. The Atlanta Hawks did what Jalen Ramsey can't do. Talking trash to players. Uh, it was pretty just fun. They they played the Warriors and KD was shooting free throws and they were saying Draymond hates you. Clap, 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 clap. And then they played the, uh, they played the, uh, uh, Wizards and, uh, oh, who is it? Uh, Reggie Jackson, Beal. the star that stirs the drink. That's me. All right, Reggie anyways, Jackson. Bradley Beal, uh, is going up <laughs> to shoot free throws. That was so and, random. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, Hawks. They, they, they were shooting free throws and, uh, they were trending that John Wall hates him. So, you know what? That's just funny. I love to see a little good, a little bit of cheapiness going on. Uh, and with that, the Atlanta Hawks going off on players like that. I thought that was fun. John Wall hates you. That's good. Yeah, that's I like that funny. chant. Yeah, because I feel like that would get in the head a lot. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Especially because he probably does hate him. Yeah, he probably does hate him. So some truth to that. My hot is hockey fans in Seattle. I didn't know there were hockey fans in Seattle, but apparently there are because they're getting a new <laughs> NHL team. Yeah. Gary Bettman announced the uh, expansion team's going to Seattle, and Quebec kind of got screwed over there. Because yeah. I feel like Quebec this is more of a hockey town than Seattle. Yeah. But, yeah, good for them. I would have liked to bring back the Nordiques, but we're going to have one in it's Seattle. All the money, baby. Football town. But, all right, you know, good yeah. for them. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Tina's not so hot is the Steelers' not-so-special <laughs> teams. You know, obviously they gave up the punt return touchdown against the Chargers, but... Goodness, not one, but two, three offsides at the end of the game as the Chargers missed a field goal, offsides, do it again, blocked it, offsides, do it again, and then he made it because they were so offsides that the player dove past the ball as they were kicking it. I think that was more impressive than three offsides, the fact that you could dive past the ball before the fact he that you kicks it. you could be it. so good at cheating that you're bad at it. Yeah. Because he got such a jump that he was bad. He overjumped. That's why they lost that game. Why not? Green Bay Packers. They're a mess right now. They're a, a mess. mess. Yeah. First they fire Mike McCarthy, which we could see coming, but they did it in the middle of the year, which also kind of surprising, which I actually think helps McCarthy because it gives him some more time to get his affairs in order for job interviews instead yeah. of like two days later, but we'll get into that later. Then, earlier today, their linebacker coach, Made, uh, he had a tweet saying basically uh, they needed to hold more people accountable. Someone had to hold number 12 accountable, obviously being Aaron Rodgers, and they need better leadership throughout the organization. Two hours later, and it's kind of a harmless tweet. He didn't really call anyone out by name. It was, and it was kind of true. Two hours later, he gets canned. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And then Aaron Rodgers, in his post-game press conference about McCarthy, 
did a horrible job lying. He's a smart dude, but they asked him about the McCarthy firing. He's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I, I hope it wasn't me that got him fired. You know darn well that you got him fired. Yeah. You know, you can you can come out and say, like, honestly, we had a difference in opinions. You know, that's going to happen after 10 years. After such a long relationship like that, you're going to yeah. have differences in opinions. Yeah. That's why Phil Jackson, he always said, you got to leave after 10 years. Boys, where's thin? Green Bay Packers are a mess. No yeah. ownership. Terrible. Going to miss the playoffs for the second straight year. Lost to the Cardinals at home. Yikes. The Cardinals. Arizona. They're terrible. The Desert Birds going up to Green Bay, Wisconsin. They got pushed around. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Well, they're definitely not making playoffs. We got we got some playoff talk coming for our hot takes. Uh, so we're going we're going we're looking at the uh, we're looking at the AFC playoff picture and the NFC playoff picture, and uh, we're gonna go through each team, uh, including two you know in the hunt teams. We're gonna label them either a Super Bowl contender, uh, just a whoa, first round playoff loss playoffs, waiting yeah. to happen. Or just irrelevant, don't even worry about that. We don't even have to talk about them. So first off, the AFC side, we had the Patriots. I we both agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was up to, it was up for a little bit of debate in the middle of the season. Now. I, I mean they didn't look you good, had them out of your top five. They were right there at number six. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, you know, Tom Brady, uh Bill Belichick, you, you can't the road you, still goes you can't to New England to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. New England Super Bowl contender. Then we got the the Kansas City Chiefs, which what do you think first? You go first. I, honestly, first round playoff loss rain, waiting to happen. I was like you for a while, but watching this team, the defense has made a little bit of improvement. Their two losses have been to New England in New England, which is very close. And then L.A. Rams in L.A., also very close. I think this is a Super Bowl contender. I, I could easily see them with that offense and all the weapons on there. Even with uh, Kareem Hunt gone, they could still will, make some I, noise. I will say that... Like t- passing offenses don't travel well in uh, in playoffs in the cold weather games. I, I don't know. I-, I I think like you gotta have a good rushing attack without Kareem Hunt. I mean they signed Chorkandrick West, who is yeah. average at best when he was with the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think their rushing game will diminish com- completely. Uh, I think with all that talent, though, it's not gonna. I I. I agree with what you're saying, and it is the Chiefs. So until they actually win a first-round playoff game, you can't really talk. But that, this, this year feels different. I don't think that's a Super Bowl contender. Still don't trust that defense. The Texans, honestly, Super Bowl contender in my book. Yeah, they're a contender. Yeah. They're very, very under the radar. Uh, they've he got good, good receivers. DeAndre Hopkins, I'll tell you what, Demaryius Thomas. You know, you know what's interesting? Demaryius Thomas, love the guy. Two touchdowns against the Titans. Good for him. Last time he had two touchdowns in the game for the Broncos was three years ago. It is a travesty that the Broncos could not use him well. But I'll tell you, he's a very good receiver, uh, and I think that their their offense is very good, especially Sean Watson. I love him. Their defense is not half bad too. Which which not nah, even JJ Watt. Yeah, they got the Honey Badger back there. Yeah, Clowny. They, they can win some. They can win some games from that defense. Yeah, yeah, seems good. Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Nope. First round playoff loss. And Pam's gonna say this. I don't think they're first round playoff loss. I think they can win a couple playoff games. Yeah, that's right. I don't think they're a Super Bowl can I don't they got the talent to be a contender. 
That's a, it's so dysfunctional. They're a yeah. mess. The fact that they blew that lead against the Chargers when they had it in their own house, a chance for a statement win. And they were all big. They were up huge. And they're complaining about the ref call. Well, you know what? The ref didn't close out the game. You guys did. You still blew one touchdown. doesn't decide the game. The last three, yeah. the end of that game, like you were saying earlier, with the three off, the three offsides in a row, the special teams, there's always no. And all of, this is the other thing, too, with the Steelers. All their games are close. If you want an yeah. exciting football game, turn on the Steelers. Chargers game was close. Broncos game yeah. was close. Um, Jaguars game was close. Yeah. And it's always an emotional roller coaster with these guys. You got to be like drained after every week. If you're on that yeah. team, you keep getting gut punched with close wins or like uh, the emotional like highs of all these heartbreaking losses. losses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or I should say gut punch with close losses. I messed that up. But like, yeah, heartbreaking losses. But. It takes a toll on you after a yeah, while. It really does, and I, I don't. I don't see them doing anything. Uh, like I, I kind of did my did my rant on them before that they're they're just good, nothing more. Chargers, I think I think they're the exact same boat as the Steelers. If you ask me, no. It's, Super Bowl contender. That no. team is deep, and you can't see that after watching that game. Th- third string running back comes in. They don't miss a beat. Justin Jackson he had one was a good beast. drive. He had one good drive. He was fantastic throughout that game. No, okay. The Steelers' defense isn't that good to begin with. It's still your third string running back. It doesn't and matter. And it just shows the depth on this roster. We talk the second about Gary how, is we great. We talk about how Desmond King, Joey made... Bosa on the line. That defense is for real. Phillip Rivers is having arguably one of his best seasons of his career. He's only quarterback. He's got multiple touchdown passes through every game, and he's had a QBR of over 90 in every game. He's playing fantastic. They got old, reliable Antonio Gates. This team is full of studs. They got one of the best rosters, top to bottom, in the NFL. The only thing they have a weak spot at is kicker, which is kind of problematic. But you know what? They just had a guy that kicked the game field goal. I'll tell you what. This this is their like we were talking before. This is like their one marquee win, and like they're gonna have a bunch more when they play it. The, they if you look at that schedule, it gets very tough for the Chargers. Let's pull it up, actually. But yeah, I they I I really don't believe that their their roster is good. But I don't think their their defense. You talk about it a lot, but I don't think it's that great. They're playing. Uh, right, they got the Bengals next. They're gonna win that one. Yeah, then the Bengals they got, are terrible. Then they got the uh, they got the Chiefs. That's gonna be a big game in Kansas City. That's going to be another statement game for them, which I think they're going to show very well because that's a tough place to play in Arrowhead. I think they can win that game. Then they play the Ravens, another solid team, yeah. potentially a playoff team, and then they got the Broncos. I think there's a good chance they win three of those four games, and that's not an easy schedule. This team is for real, but because of the second team in L.A., no one talks about them, and they got no fan. They don't even have a home field advantage, too. You know how hard it is coming back to your home stadium? and don't even have fans well, there. Well, plays against them. I know it plays against them. And they're still winning games. They still got nine wins. This team is deep. They are very well coaches. A we good see, football but team. I do not. They're a good football team. I told you before this season. Not I in the told same you my league. top five. They're this is a not good in the football same team. league as the Patriots or the Chiefs. Super Bowl or the contender. Texans. Book it. Nope. You sound, uh, book it's good. You, you, it sounds more authoritative. Book it. Nope. Even if it says uh, something stupid. The Ravens? No. They're not. Sox are going to win the World Series. Book it. See, that's ridiculous. But when you say book it. Hey, maybe the guys, you, you, sound, like, you sound like hey, you're confident it. saying something stupid. And then you yeah, lose credibility. Chargers, Super Bowl team. The Ravens not stupid. are first round Book playoff it. loss. Book it. See, I'm actually smart because I know what's happening. That's a playoff team, though. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be a playoff team. Well, actually, I, yeah, I think they're going to get knocked out of the playoff spot by the Denver Broncos. As Ravens are going to get in. 
I don't think Broncos, I think, could win a playoff game, too. I think that roster's talented enough where they could win a playoff game if they get in. I don't think they're going to get in, though. I, I think the Ravens get them in. If you look, get I think, in first. All right, we're going we're gonna to pull for your Chargers. If the Chargers beat the Ravens, the Broncos went out, Broncos will make it. That's true. But they're yeah. going to lose to the Chargers, too. No, they're not. It's at home. They already beat them once. Now, barely. Hey, Phillip Rivers doesn't botch clock management and turn the wrong way on a handout. You guys don't win that game. Yeah, well, he did, and that's why they're not a playoff team. I mean, I'll tell you, the Ravens are playing the Chiefs. What's your guys' record? Oh, wait, six yeah, not, not as good as 9-3, and three, so he can't even tell, he can't you know talk what? crap about that. You know I don't what? even like the Chargers, and I can see this. Good team. The the Ravens, they're playing the Chiefs, which they'll I think they'll lose. Uh, Bucks, who they'll probably win. I mean, they should win. Uh, playing the Chargers, I think they'll lose that one. That's primetime, though. It'll be interesting to see. They're going to lose to the Chiefs. They'll beat the Buccaneers. They'll lose to the Chargers. They're going to finish 2-2. Two and two. They can beat the Browns. Browns will be close, though. That'll be interesting to see, actually. So I think I think the Broncos can overtake him. You guys got a chance. I can't. You know what? There's already, one more team in there, the Colts. I already said my statement earlier. I actually think the Broncos can catch them. Yeah, I think they will. Depth-wise, Just I think the Ravens are a schedule. better team. But schedule-wise, it's definitely in your favor. Yeah. yeah the I Broncos, they're right. a testy team. Like they'll, they keep they'll fight for close, it. Yeah. They'll fight for it. Their team I haven't like. That's the one team in the NFL I can't. Them and the Dolphins. Can't really peg them. I I can't peg them. Yeah, because they do have two good wins in a row. They beat the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, I knew the Steelers handed in that game. They did beat them. The they scrappy. beat the Chargers. They're scrappy. Their team if they get in, they can make some noise. They can win a playoff game. Now I'm going to the NFC side. Uh, first two Rams and Saints. Super Bowl contenders. They're both. I mean, obviously yeah. they're both Super Bowl contenders. Uh, the Bears. Uh, they can win a playoff game. I don't think they're. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I think their defense is good. Defenses travel good. well, but they don't. Their running game hasn't been great, which doesn't. Mitch Trubisky don't really trust him. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors on that offense. Yeah, especially in a playoff game when when teams will be ready for you. They'll like game plan for you. Yeah. Uh, they I don't think they're gonna do very hot. Cowboys, same boat, honestly, as the they Bears. They can win another. Yeah, they they're can win a good game. team. Great defense, offense. Unless Zeke goes off. I don't really trust them. Uh, then there's the Seahawks. They're contenders. I, I honestly, I feel in my book, it, Rams and Saints are the same level. Bears, Cowboys, Seahawks are just under them, but they're all at the same level. The Bears, Cowboys, Seahawks, I think, are three teams that can beat anyone. Yeah. It's just a matter if they can string three good games together. Or I don't think the Panthers, if you go down like Panthers, Eagles, Redskins, like they're yeah. not a team that can beat anyone. These rosters are talented enough, Cow- Bears, Cowboys, Seahawks, to beat anyone. It's just yeah. like, do they have the consistency of New England to string it together and like yeah. three straight? That I'm not so sure. But those are all, they're contenders. It's just I wouldn't yeah. bet a ton of them. And then the uh, the next three are the Vikings, who are who in that playoff spot, Panthers and Eagles, who are the two on the outside looking in. Vikings, I think you could put in I the same category as the Seahawks. They're not Ooh, as good as those tier. They're a tier lower, but that, that uh, roster could Kirk be Kirk Cousins, man, we talked about it before. I really don't trust him. He's like, still an upgrade over Case Keenum. And they did make it to the conference championship. But mo- it's mostly the same roster, yeah. plus they got Delvin Cook help. They don't have that They don't have that uh, that scheme anymore, though. No. Which they're not the same team. They're not as good as last like, year. I, I, think, I think in the the in all these teams, you look at these teams in the NFC, which is a pretty – the AFC is a little – it's really mixed right now. Uh, the NFC, though, you got Rams, Saints, Bears, Cowboys, Seahawks, in which the Saints and the Seahawks have two QBs who are going to they're, – they're, they're the leaders of this team. And there's the Bears, Cowboys, and Rams who have a fantastic offense who don't need their quarterback to be that leader of the team. Uh, so, yeah, that wraps up our play. So, it'll be interesting, but I definitely think uh, – Panthers, Eagles. 
percenters, right? Yeah, I yeah, they're kind of they're they're irrelevant. I don't think yeah. The irrelevant. Panthers they used to be good, but their turnovers they are not great now. Uh, and then a really it's really quick news. I mean, we saw Goldschmidt went to the uh, the Cards. We got NL Central odds. I think. I take. I think the Cubs can finish third. I'm not saying they're going to, but there's a good chance that they can finish third in this division this year. I, I still think the Cubs. Honestly, I think even as a, I think the Brewers might win the division again. The Cubs. People forget the Cubs just gifted it to them, like gifted it to them. The Brewers had a fantastic. Like they they did. They won. They won all their games. Those the last like 14, 12. They won all of them. The Cubs. They were clearly in the lead. And then they just they couldn't hit a baseball. They 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 the best core and it's staying the same. I don't see the Brewers repeating their success either. But I think the Cardinals are good. They hung around last year. They had Carpenter who was the MVP candidate. Now you had Goldschmidt who's one of the best first basemen in baseball. But because he plays in Arizona, now it's like Jose Abreu. Not a whole lot of people talk about him. I'll yeah. Stop talking about Jose Abreu. But Paul <laughs> Goldschmidt, is a really good first baseman. Pitching thing I got to worry about a little bit. Yeah. But they got a Hall of Fame catcher in Yadi. Jong's the Jong's pretty good. Fowler had an off year, but he's a good defensive center fielder. If he can hit it a little bit, maybe hit above his weight, that would be nice. <laughs> but I think he could bounce back because he's out with the Cubs. He does still have some talent. That could be a dangerous lineup. That'll be, interesting, be interesting to see. It'll be interesting, but I'm still thinking Cubs Brewers in the, in one two. Uh, they they I, I think Cubs the Brewers will both make the playoffs regardless of what happens in the division. I just don't think the Cardinals will be able to put it together. Cardinals, I think, finish higher than the Brewers. Okay. Cubs, I think, are the most I, talented, but I think the Cardinals finish above the Brewers. I, at least I could see that actually. The Brewers, I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll repeat their success like it, you were saying before. It also depends too if the Cardinals make some more moves because they do have some casters that, and if the Cubs make any other moves. Yeah. Um, That'll be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah. I definitely think the Cubs, which I honestly hope doesn't happen, but if they sign Machado or Harper, that'll put them in the next level. Speaking um, of baseball, going to the bullpen. Closing the closing rant. The closer. And now I get to talk about my guys. My guys. As we have one of the most promising young players in the NFL, Philip Lindsay. Uh, uh, are you talking about Tyree Cohen? No. No. Philip Lindsay, Disney undrafted. King? Undrafted uh, out of CU Bowler, uh, playing for the Broncos. Undraft, yeah, undrafted free agent. He just got Offensive Player of the Week with 159 yards, two touchdowns on 20 carries against the Bengals. He shredded them. For those of you doing the math at home, that is 7.95 yards per carry. He, in my book, I know not a lot of people, all right, some people out there agree, some people out there disagree. He definitely doesn't have the hype around him that Saquon Barkley has. Uh, I believe Philip Lindsay is, should be the offensive uh, rookie of the year. He's been playing at an extremely high level all year long, and it really tells in his, uh, his uh, yards per carry stats. He's averaging 6.08 yards per carry. The NFL record in a year is let is held by Jamal Charles, who in 2010 had 6.4 yards per carry. He's getting very close to that. Barry Sanders, 6.1. We're talking about Barry Sanders. Although I will say, back in the day, uh, rushing was a lot more uh, uh, emphasized in the NFL, so he had a lot more carries. Now, now that it's the NFL's. Uh, passing league uh but i'm talking about with him on this offense we're gonna talk about the offense he's lost three of his offense linemen ronald leary max garcia and matt paradis two of those guys have been former uh pro bowlers so he's got three offensive linemen starters missing in which would 
began the year as a not very good offensive line as Case Keenum was getting knocked around all the time. And his, his, like you said, Case Keenum, not the greatest quarterback. It's not like the passing threat is taking any weight off his shoulders. Philip Lindsay's doing all the work there as he, he had nearly the same amount of yards as Case Keenum in this game. In the yardage-wise, he is fourth in rushing yards behind Saquon Barkley, but he's 15th in carries. He's not he's not getting the amount of carries that these Todd Gurley's, uh, Saquon Barkley's are getting, but he's just right up there in the rushing yards. Speaking of Saquon, he has 17 less rushing yards uh, on 41 less carries. Now, I will say Saquon Barkley has the all-purpose yards with his passing yards, uh, but Philip Lindsay is just not targeted like that uh in the screen game, the Broncos don't really do that, which, you know, they probably should because it will probably work, but the offensive coaching of the Broncos is not what it should be. But, you know, just putting that in there, uh, not a lot of rant material, but I, I'm, I'm I'm pulling for my guy, Phillip Lindsay. As a Broncos fan who has not had a lot of hope in the past couple of years, finally looking up as a team, uh, and Phillip Lindsay is the leading factor of that. And that, uh, that includes- couple closing thoughts. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Could be the rookie of the year, but Broncos haven't gotten a lot of hope. At least you guys have won a Super Bowl in this decade. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I that hope crap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it happens. It happens. Just because they haven't won since '80. We're still clinging on to the glory days of '85. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. '85. That's the only fair. Thing I, cling to. I mean, the Bears are kind of just a crap franchise to begin with, so you can't really put it on that. Second off, rookie of the year. It's just a stupid award. RG three won rookie of the year over Andrew Luck. Doesn't mean anything. You still Saquon got, Barkley's still a better running back than him. No, he's there not. I said it. No, he's not. Better pass catcher. Use more. Use more? The Bronco, Broncos don't have any receivers to work with. Their best receivers are Manuel Sanders, Torres Achilles. Better pass catcher. Better yeah, athlete. he doesn't get it. I, I, I'll Still tell Lindsay you. hurtling people? I don't think so. He doesn't need to because he outruns them. He's an running back? Numbers-wise, I think he could be Rookie of the Year. I think he should be Rookie of the Year. Also, oh, but running back, longevity. A really cool stat that I will say, I, I forgot to put in there, just remembered it. Uh, just a cool stat. This doesn't really impact Rookie of the Year, but if you look at dollars against the cap per rushing yard for the NFL's oh, leading cool. rushers this yeah. season. So this is the amount of money uh, based on their salary per, like, a single yard of rushing. Todd Gurley, 6,152. Saquon Barkley, 5,945. Zeke, 5,918. So every rushing yard, those guys, the NFL, their, their team are paying about six grand per rushing yard. Philip Lindsay's make is $518 per rushing yard. You know what? He's cheap. That's He's something cheap. I can get behind. Yeah, it's cheap. Cheap bastard like Mitch can uh, can uh, agree with. But I will say, Philip Lindsay for rookie. Up yeah, here. the Broncos, man, they're doing it right. We talk, we talk a lot about how like running backs don't have long lifespans. The fact that they're not paying this guy, but they've got him under contract for four years, that'll be good for the Broncos. It's, it's coming together in Denver. I'll tell you that right now. They just need a secondary, but it is. They're close. Right. They got yeah. some pieces there. Yeah. yeah. Best pass roster in the NFL, Von Miller. Well, that concludes this podcast. Sorry, I went a long time. But I, I just oh, I love the Broncos. But uh, this, will, this, this will be out there soon. Uh uh, finals week coming up though. It'll be we'll, we'll see Christmas break. Uh, what we can do. Oh, we will have lots of we, stuff. We will have content. We will get that uh, to all ten of our dedicated fans. Coming up, hoping to have a, uh, a live, uh, well, not live one, but watch game. 
live commentary yeah, while watching you know the game. Maybe we got some watch out, we got some plays yeah, watch for out, you. Watch out on Twitter. We might have a little polling action of what, what game you want to see. Might you have wanna... a Bleacher Report special. Bleacher Report special. Or uh, not the Barstool Sports. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Barstool Sports Ooh, uh, special yeah. edition. That, we got some big things coming up for the podcast. Just look out. Yeah, we got some, uh, good, we got some good stuff on Definitely, it. You definitely want to follow us on Twitter because we'll give you updates on what we're trying to do. Uh, with that, we can get some interaction with you guys. But once again, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you next week.